1: 995 Gold, that's 833995 gold 833995 GOLD. If you're
2: a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use promo code Buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck and promo code Buck to get 10% off your first order.
1: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Wednesday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us. It was 62 minutes. We talked some about how long the Joe Biden State of the Union would be. That is the number. And we have so many different aspects to talk about surrounding that speech. We've got a couple of great guests, by the way, coming on who will be reacting to it as well. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert will be with us. And she obviously is in the crosshairs over her mentioning of the 13 servicemen that Joe Biden, according to Jensaki, quote, didn't have the time to fit into his State of the Union. We will discuss that certainly with her. We're also scheduled to be joined by Pennsylvania Senate candidate, Dr. Oz, uh, who many of you will be familiar with over the past years of his uh, working in television and media uh, as a health advisor and expert. So that is where we are headed. But, Buck, there are so many things that we can talk about from the State of the Union Address. But to me, the two things that stood out the most one after two years of essentially not allowing anyone to appear anywhere in Washington, D.C., if you were a Democrat without wearing a mask, masks were gone. We saw Joe Biden striding slowly across the White House lawn on Monday in his ridiculous oversized black face mask. And by Tuesday, He is walking down the center of the House of Representatives aisle, shaking hands, awkwardly even headbutting, if you guys haven't seen that video, as if COVID had never existed. Nancy Pelosi awkwardly behind him, sort of gyrating in weird directions, looking super strange, also not wearing a mask. Joe Biden can't tell the difference between reading Ukraine and reading Iran on his teleprompter. Strange ending of go get him. But the maskless thing stood out. And then, Buck, what you and I have both described as the single dumbest political argument of the 21st century, defunding the police. Biden now is going to ride into the future claiming essentially that defund the police never existed listen to how aggressively he not only flips the script he says defund the police is out and it's time to fund the police and he sounds a lot like clay travis and buck sexton when he says it listen to cut eight
0: we should all agree the answer is not to defund the police
2: it's to fund the police
3: fund them fund them Fund them with
2: resources and training. (laughs) Resources and training they need to
1: protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. Okay, and that, I think we have a cut here of, just to reinforce for all of you, that's the exact opposite of what Democrats have argued for two years ever since George Floyd. They've argued that we do need to, in fact, defund the police i believe we have a cut they did a great job immediately getting this out last night you can go listen to it but i think it's important to not allow democrats to now try in the wake of this massive increase in murders massive increase in violent crime to argue that they have been the party of wanting to fund the police listen to This cut of all the Democrats saying, no, we need to defund the police. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, There's some issues that we ask
3: police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest. Current police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund
0: you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services.
3: They are talking about reducing uh, the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing.
2: Pretty sure there's a lot of Democrats there, Clay, Uh, saying defund the police and that the here's what what Biden shouldn't be allowed to get away with. While all that was being said, where were the Democrats who were pointing out the obvious, which was that that was just sheer madness? We didn't we didn't need to go through what we've seen with the huge spike in crime across the country to know what the results would be. This is like saying I could have stopped them before they lit the match and threw it into the threw it into the uh, the, you know, kerosene soaked rag in the house. But I wanted to see what would happen first. We all knew exactly what was going to happen. And we saw buildings burned down. We saw police being assaulted and attacked. Democrats went along with this because Democrats are the party of the mob. And it was useful in the 2020 election. You remember, everybody was scared, right? They were scared about COVID. And then they were scared about the riots. We had an election. They often talk about the integrity of our democ- uh, democracy, the sanctity of our democracy. We had a 2020 election where business owners across America in major cities had to board up their businesses because they were afraid the Democrat might lose. We all know that's what that was about. That's why there weren't uh, riots. And then they want to lecture all of us about accepting election results. And then on just on the COVID thing, which I know you got into a new second ago, Clay. I mean, so defund. We were right; they were wrong. And everyone yes. who said defund wasn't crazy was either crazy themselves or lying to you and pandering. So much pandering from Pelosi and the rest. And then on the on the COVID issue, I almost couldn't believe it. So they're unmasked, yes. but they're they're sitting socially distanced from each other, which this is this is pure r- religious expression now. I mean, this is purely Fauciism shown to everybody as i'm a good person so i social distancing may i remind everybody is a totally made up absurd idea in the first place real social distancing is stay away from sick people stay six feet apart from people in the elevator in line
1: stand in your little spots it's all stupid Sit,
2: sit in your circle people were being told the social distance i'll never forget this in line outside for the grocery store in the winter of 2020 and i was among them and then we went indoors and we were all shoulder to shoulder <laughs> yes. fighting over the last dried pasta and canned soup because we were all gonna we were all gonna have the collapse of civilization. Fauci says so. It was absurd. They're socially distanced. That's a that's an idiotic term. It's a made up, it doesn't even make any sense. And how yes. they did these things because they one do not accept that they were wrong. And two, they made it clear last night. I mean, Biden actually said as much that they're not done when he says this is endemic clay they're they're preparing for covid 3.0 or whatever 4.0 the next time around the next major wave they're going to do all this crazy crap again that was clear from the state of the union last that's really one of the only things that was clear that and biden going Skri-b-a-b-a-b-a.
1: a lot of I mean, a lot he, of biden babbling he was a mess and also he spent a lot of his time buck arguing in favor of build back better And then did you see like five minutes after the State of the Union, somebody found Joe Manchin and Joe Manchin was like, yeah, Build Back Better is dead. So the State of the Union, you get a relatively limited amount of time to talk to that many Americans. And Biden spent a huge portion of his State of the Union on Build Back Better, which is dead. And, you know, you start to think about the timing and I don't know about you, but We've got the Supreme Court justice, which is probably going to take a month or so to get that all the way through. That's going to take us well into April. As we get into April, do we really think that the Democrats are going to pass something substantial in terms of a tax increase a couple of months before the midterm elections? That seems highly unlikely to me. It feels to me as if Biden's agenda is effectively over. And now we wait and see what happens in Ukraine. We feel very good about Republicans taking back the House, maybe also the Senate. Either way, that makes it virtually impossible for anything to get passed for two years. So I just I I look at Biden and I think to myself, he looks so awful. I mean, so awful. There's very limited faith that I have that he can last physically three more years. Uh, And I don't know that the country can make it through three more years of him, but I don't know what other options we have. And it feels as if basically he's done like there's nothing more that he's going to be able to accomplish as president at this point. You know, Clay, the
2: Democrats do have a secret weapon, if you will, in the world of foreign affairs and all things. And that would be can we come back? We'll we'll come back to Kamala Harris.
1: This is one of the all time best clips if you haven't heard it.
2: (laughs) explaining the conflict in ukraine and it is it is a wow moment folks it is a wow moment of all the things kamala look the things we need to do or the things we've been doing and the day for doing those things is now or or, or something like that but but this is better than that actually and we will play it for you in a moment when it comes to men's underwear tommy john is the one brand name you have to remember because when you're wearing tommy john every day you're going to be that much more comfortable, so everything you do is going to be more comfortable. With dozens of innovations to make you as comfy as possible, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. Their underwear, loungewear, it's all made with incredibly soft and durable fabric, fits your body well, and wear it all day long, gives the kind of experience that motivates you to want to share this discovery with friends, too. It's that good. I'm sitting here right now talking to you in my Tommy John stretch pullover hoodie It's black. It's so comfortable. I do the show in it all the time. I need to get more of them. I've got three already. Tommy John doesn't just have customers. They have fanatics. Clay and I are proudly two of them. With over 17 million pairs sold, men across America love their Tommy John underwear. It's one of their best sellers, by the way, is the Hammock Pouch line, which is an incredible innovation for your comfort. Shipping and returns are free because every pair is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. You buy this online most easily, so go now, check it out. Get 20% off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash buck. Go to tommyjohn.com slash buck for 20% off tommyjohn.com slash buck. See site for details.
0: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
2: As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's govx.com and join a community of more than eight and a half million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX savings for those who serve Grand Canyon university, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
1: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
2: Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Continuing with our after action report into all things Biden State of the Union. Don't worry, we're not going to belabor it too much because I, I don't think anybody today even really remembers what was said because nothing noteworthy was said. And I don't think Biden remembers where he was. So. To that end, we sit here wondering how can this continue on? Because the guy, even Democrats who have a hard time looking like they're so full of it on television, you know, when they're doing the, the panels are saying, yeah, you know, Biden's lost a step. He's lost a bunch of steps. We're, we're all very aware of it. But they got this problem, the Democrat Party right now, because usually you know, you've know got a vice president who could step in. Right. This is the whole whole reason we got the system we do. Got somebody else right there, continuity, no problem. And then, of course, if for some reason you've got the Speaker of the House, who for right now would be Nancy Pelosi, which is a remarkable thought in and of itself. But Kamala Harris is the vice president, and she's had some real moments in the last year or so. Um, I think, Clay, before we go to this one, because this may be your number one, what is your so far favorite Kamala Veep moment? Do Do you have one that comes to mind?
1: The, I, the, I would, the clip that we're about to play, I I think may be my favorite. the 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 Looking at the Moon video that she yes. did with the kids, with the kids that were actors was, was, who were paid, was, yeah, <laughs> paid actors, was pretty insanely awkward. And uh, you know, do you
2: do you, do you remember? C- my favorite one was so far. Although this is getting, this might I be think the number this one is my slot favorite. We're about to play. we're about to play for all of you was when she looked at Lester Holt and she's like, we've been to the border. Yeah, that's great, too. Listen, Madam Vice President, you haven't been to the border. Like, you can't do that. I I have to pretend to care about the truth here somewhat. Here is the latest. Kamala was asked on a radio show to please explain the conflict in Ukraine. And I want all of you to listen in because, oh, she explains it. If you're watching any level of news, even social media,
0: you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States?
3: So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically
1: that's wrong (laughs) yeah there you go clay i mean if you teach kindergarten i have a i have a first grader i would not be that dumb in the way that i was talking to him and i haven't been to explain what's going on between russia and ukraine but to me this is indicative of kamala harris's inability one to be a decent communicator but two her belief that everyone in America is an imbecile because layman's terms doesn't mean talk to me as if I have an IQ of eight. It means talk to me in a way that, uh, that can make sense of why it matters. Cute. And. I don't know how many people in America don't understand that Russia and Ukraine are different countries and that they neighbor each other. I mean, is is that really how far back we have to go to uh, to explain this situation? Also, Kamala is only going to speak about it in layman's terms because she's not a even well, yes. remotely
2: a foreign policy expert. So just ask, just ask her, you know, ask her to explain it. You're going to get a pretty baseline. But but she decided to go. Even below the standard
1: baseline. I mean, we've got a lot of elementary school teachers, I bet, who have either been in the past or currently listening. I guarantee you that even they are like, man, that's a level of dumb uh, dumbing down a complex story, which you have to do for young kids, that even they would say, yeah, that's probably a little bit too much for even young kid audiences. Did we find,
2: last time I checked, and we might have to go back and look at this, when we did our Who's More Likeable, Kamala or Hillary poll, when you put that out on Twitter, I saw it at about 50-50. It, it,
1: it finished dead even 50-50. That's I mean, amazing. Like 50,000 people voted and 50% said Kamala, 50% said Hillary, which makes it perfect poll question because anytime you think of a poll question that can end up 50-50, that is the perfect debate topic.
2: It, it was remarkable to see how people really were flummoxed you know they couldn't come usually you have a debate a poll question and people are very strongly on one side a lot of people said ah if i have to pick i guess i don't know kind of a coin flip attitude to the whole thing and here's how kamala harris on whether we can whether they the democrats can course correct for the midterms play it
3: you know i think that we have seen progress but there's certainly more work to do and the american people certainly aren't well, listen, he, the president made clear last night Part of what we as leaders in the United States, both in the Congress and and in the executive branch, need to do is we need to pay attention to the needs of American families. The president also, I thought, did a spectacular job of trying to appeal to American leaders, regardless of party affiliation, to come together in a unified way around these issues that impact people regardless of who they voted for in the last election. That's how we continue to make our country strong. And that's our intention.
2: Oh, okay. So now they're going to appeal the bipartisanship. It's come on, Clay. Unity. Joe Biden's the unity president again. I'm going to
1: hurl. Yeah, we need to play the cut where he says COVID is not a partisan issue after we talk to Congresswoman Boebert here in a moment. Uh, But the idea that the guy who told us that we were going to have a winter of death and the one who tried to mandate vaccines and said, if you don't get this, you're going to get fired from your job. And the, the fact that your kids had to all wear masks is now going to try and pivot and say, oh, COVID shouldn't be a partisan issue. Well, you made it a partisan issue by not letting people make their own health decisions. And this pivot is happening so rapidly. Back towards the middle part of the country. I don't think it's going to stick because uh, I don't think people are going to believe it, but it's crazy how quickly it's happening. Mike Lindell has got great products, whether it's towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets, uh, pillows, of course. But right now, he has got an unbelievable offer for you guys slippers. The My Slippers are. As comfortable as shoes as you can wear. I've been talking about this. My wife gave these all to her friend. She paid full price to them. That's what she got them for the holidays. And right now, you can get fifty percent off the my slippers. Trust me, these are the most comfortable shoes you can wear. Go to mypillow.com. Use the promo code Clay and Buck. 60 day money back guarantee, no risk and get a copy of Mike Lindell's new book free. All you have to do is use the code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 MyPillow.com Clay and Buck. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. We are joined now I believe by Congresswoman Lauren Boebert who is in the firing line in the wake of the State of the Union address. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Jen Psaki has come on and said in response to a question about whether or not uh, why they didn't mention January 6th, that they didn't have time to fit everything into the State of the Union address. And Congresswoman, you were reacting because as Joe Biden is speaking, he is not referencing the 13 different soldiers that we lost mm-hmm. in Afghanistan and you yelled out to him, what has the reaction been since you did that and what do you think of Joe Biden not having the time to actually address that? We now have the cut for people who might have heard it might not have heard it last night here's what it sounded like a cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin I know 13. one of those. One of those soldiers is my son, Major Bo Biden. Congresswoman, what's the reaction been again? And what do you think about Biden not having the time to mention the 13 Afghan uh, soldiers we lost in, lost in Afghanistan?
3: So, uh, Buck, when, when I heard um, Joe Biden trying to win political points um, by, by talking about Troops that were being buried in flag draped coffins. My mind went straight to the 13 uh, servicemen and women that died in Afghanistan. The mother of one of those soldiers lives in my district, and she told me that Joe Biden killed her son. Uh, You know, last night, Joe Biden certainly had time to invite a big tech CEO to the State of the Union, uh, but couldn't bother to recognize any of the families whose loved ones were lost in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I think the, re- the reaction that we are getting um, from me saying, uh, you put them in there, 13 of them in those flag-draped coffins, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of people um, saying thank you because these 13 service members would not have been mentioned, would not have been brought up, uh, had that reaction not taken place last night. Uh, it's not something that I had planned. But also, Buck, the left is really upset at me for interrupting joe biden's speech but uh, i would like them to just sit back and think how upsetting it is for the families whose lives are completely interrupted by joe biden's failure and uh, you know we we understand that um time is very valuable for joe there's only so many hours that he's awake during the day um it takes him away from ice cream and applesauce and uh you know dwelling in the basement or fake white house sets, whatever it is that he does uh, but he showed us that he did not have time for those 13 soldiers way before last night, State of the Union. Remember, at that uh, at that service for the fallen soldiers, he was checking his watch then. He showed America then he did not have time for them.
2: Media who are scolding you on, on a decorum level here. Um, I mean, I, as soon as I saw that, uh, there's Tapper over at CNN. He's always the chief hall monitor for all things that Republicans say that he doesn't like. Um, but I remember Nancy Pelosi ripping up uh, uh, the State mm-hmm. of the Union address. I remember other times where people have acted out and spoken out during it. What do you want mm-hmm. to say to people who are yelling at you, essentially, that this was a, a breach of decorum?
3: I really don't give a darn about a breach of decorum when our thirteen service members were completely ignored by the man responsible for their deaths. and and who is CNN to talk about decorum? Uh, we've all seen what takes place on their Zoom videos, and uh, you know what the disgusting things that come out of uh, CNN. And of course, Nancy Pelosi, shredding president trump's state of the union speech uh like she's something uh, i i don't give a darn about decorum the people's house has been completely destroyed this past year there was fencing all around the capitol again last night uh because this is a tremendous symbolism of how the people are not in control of what happens here any longer this is pelosi's house and we are under one-party democrat rule and what they say goes and there's no policy that we could point to that is benefiting any american right now uh coming from the democrats uh last night at the state of the union members of congress were required to have uh pcr testing to test uh uh for covid-19 to have a special golden ticket to enter the house chambers and on that ticket uh it would say whether the members of congress were seated on the house floor or in the gallery, members were not allowed to have an invited guest, as, uh, as they usually are. And we were supposed to socially distance in our assigned seating. How crappy and un-American is that? Buck, I'll tell you right now, I did not get tested. I did not have a golden ticket. I did not have an assigned seat. And I sat wherever the heck I wanted to last night. And I, I was in my workplace the House chambers, and I was going to be there unrestrained.
1: Congresswoman, what do you think about the fact that suddenly the mask mandate was gone just in time for the State of the Union and Joe Biden, who they've kept in a mask for two straight years, suddenly out of his mask, walking down, shaking Mm -hmm. hands, engaging in some sort of odd headbutt with a couple of different people? (laughs) How hypocritical did it feel to suddenly have the mask mandate gone just in time for joe biden's address
3: well you know i'm curious if if they actually did that because they know that a lot of our masks say things like i don't know let's go brandon uh and uh maybe they didn't want that displayed there uh in the in the house chambers but it is a a state of the union miracle that suddenly we don't need masks and uh in the house chambers now the senate they have never had a mask requirement, and there aren't any mask requirements outside of the House chambers that have any uh, repercussion if, if you break them. So members of Congress were fined up to $2,500. I've been fined a couple times um, for violating uh, the mask rule in the House chambers. But I told Nancy Pelosi to kiss my mask a long time ago, so I haven't been playing that game. Uh, it's been political theater from the start because you members of Congress were only find where the C-SPAN cameras were rolling. But, you know, uh, Buck, we saw just the day before the State of the Union on Monday, we saw Joe Biden at the White House walking through an empty field with a mask on while he yep. was completely alone. And then last night, slobbering all over Democrats. I even posted a video saying, hey, look at this. We no longer have to socially distance uh, because science. And uh, that's, that's the game that Americans are so... So sick and tired of they uh, they found our children, they muzzle our children in schools with these masks and they do whatever the heck they want. And we are tired of it. We're
2: speaking of Congresswoman Bobert of Colorado and uh, Congresswoman, I, I just want to ask before we let you go. Are you and your Republican colleagues in the House as fired up as can be after what felt like a very weak speech from from Joe Biden? And, and do you have a 40 or 50 seat swing toward the Republicans in mind going into this, along with your own re-election, of course?
3: Uh, look, I, I would love a red wave. And if, if we keep showing the American people that we can take a stand and we will do what we promise to do, uh, then we absolutely will take back the House in 2022, where we could start to have real investigations into the origin of COVID, into uh, the NIH, the WHO, into Fauci, our elections in 2020 and, uh, and so much more, including the border at Afghanistan and, uh, even energy. I serve on the Natural Resources Committee. I would love to have investigations into our energy policies here in America and hold people accountable. Uh, but here's the thing, Buck. We need to elect conservatives. We need to elect principled conservatives whose are behind their name does not stand for rollover. Unfortunately, I see a lot of those in Congress now, and we need to make sure that we're not bringing in more of those. So 40, 50 seat swing, sure, maybe. But honestly, I would love a smaller majority. So every vote actually counts, and they have to consider the consequences of every single vote rather than just saying, eh, we got a big majority, doesn't really matter.
1: Congresswoman, appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon.
3: Thanks so much, Buck. Hills,
1: sorry, Hillsdale. I'm Clay. Uh, Hillsdale College will forever be associated with our nation's Constitution. That's because they're far and away the college that emphasizes the significance of this document and its impact on our everyday freedoms. You remember learning about our Constitution in school? Likely you've forgotten a fair amount of what's contained on this four-page document that cemented our freedoms and helped our nation grow into an example of freedom. Hillsdale believes it's important you become acquainted again with the Constitution. That's why they've printed a million copies of pocket-sized constitutions. Hillsdale will ship one or more of them absolutely free to you. You can do so right now at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's because you can get a copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of of independence, the two founding documents established the freest and most prop- prosperous nation in history. To get your copies for free, go to clay and buck Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours for free. You can reserve your copy at Clay and buck 4 One more time. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.
2: We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals,
1: GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts. From thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel.
2: GovX.com is a one stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through
1: GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. Savings for those who serve.
2: Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.
1: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community.
2: Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God.
1: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two,
1: Welcome back into the
2: Clay and Buck show. We're going to get into a uh, deep dive with the latest on Ukraine coming up at the top of the next hour, both the situation on the ground and then the politics around it over here and what, uh, is, wh- how the debate, how the discussion is shifting as events change day in and day out. Obviously, major, major news story, big uh, big challenges going forward here. But But I want to take a moment here because this is, One of the nice things about what I do, one of my favorite things about doing radio and working in media is that I have a constant uh, excuse, not that I necessarily need one, but to learn about stuff. I'll just go home, I'll read a book or a few books on something, come on air and talk about it, or I'll just pick up on some part of day-to-day life that I don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And I have Clay here for some of these areas where I just Hmm? have no idea what's going on. So there is apparently... In MLB, Major League Baseball, for those... I mean, I actually need to keep that in mind. MLB lockout going on. And MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred was asked some questions. Here's how that went. Hey, Rob,
0: understanding that deadlines create urgency. You locked out the players to jumpstart the negotiations.
3: It feels like real bargaining went on just in the last 24 to 36 hours. I'm sure people are wondering why not over the last three three months or even longer to get to a point where you're not necessarily canceling games because there's some momentum here?
0: Yeah, I think the the best answer to that question is the last 10 days. We've been here ready to bargain, full committees, owners, players, for 10 days, and it got going two days before the deadline. I, you know, that's the best explanation I can give
2: you. I mean, Clay, I just for, a, from a layman's perspective, we haven't had sports really, you know, it's been on and off. How, how can they not be all fired up? What's going on?
1: So the season was supposed to start on March 31st. And what they've effectively done is now be unable to get a resolution, a collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners that they can agree on. And so they've knocked out the first seven games, effectively, of the season. Now, they play 162 Major League Baseball games. And the, the relationship between the players union and the owners has been particularly contentious for some time now. And certainly COVID, I would say, just kind of added fuel to the fire uh, over this situation. Because a couple of years ago, if you're a baseball fan, they couldn't figure out how to get the season back started. And they only played a 60 game season. Um, and so I am a baseball fan, Buck, but... I'm not a diehard, right? It doesn't really matter to me what's happening in April, May, and June. I'm going to take my kids down to Atlanta Braves. We've got a great affiliate station right there in Atlanta, right by the battery, the park where the Atlanta Braves, the World Series champion Atlanta Braves, by the way, are playing. And uh, not to not to th- cast dispersions against them, but you and I are actually going to be down in Houston. And the last time I was down in Houston uh, was for the World Series. We're doing a big event on Friday uh, and uh, we'll be doing the show live from Houston on Thursday and Friday. Our friends uh Jesse Kelly uh and uh and, and, and everybody Barry, else down K- there K- Michael K is putting together.
2: Yeah, KTRH is our affiliate station down there, which we're really excited
1: that they're gonna be hosting us. And we're, gonna we're number, number 1,000 one people. in that market. We like to say hi to everybody down in Houston, and there are going to be several thousand people at that event that Michael Barry has put together on Friday. That should be really cool, and we're excited about. The last time I was down there was with the World Series. I went and watched uh, the Astros play against the Braves, and so uh, it was an awesome time. But I tend to maybe I'm in the minority here. But I don't really care that much if they play 140 games or they play 120. They're not going to cancel the season. Eventually, it's going to get worked out. And the fact that they're not playing 162 has not really got me that riled up. But it is a big story. And if you're a diehard baseball fan, there are a lot of people, Buck, who just feel like baseball can't get out of its own way. If we've been doing this show 50 years ago, I would have said, hey, there are three sports that matter in America today. Horse racing. Horse racing boxing and baseball and obviously horse racing and boxing but for every now and then major events we really don't pay much attention to in the nation and baseball is kind of hanging on there but it feels as if baseball continues to shoot itself in the foot over and over again and this for many people is just the latest symptom of the players and the owners not being able to get everything moving in the right direction to both end up on the same side of an equation where fans can just be able to watch the games. It is fun to go to a baseball stadium. How many? When's and, the last time you went to a baseball game?
2: Oh gosh, twenty years, probably
1: <laughs> twenty years. Probably I mean, because what I love about going to baseball games is I like to just go with buddies or take my kids, have a couple of beers, get a hot dog. Baseball is one of those great sports where you can go and just chill. There's a high level of intensity, it feels like, to me, when you go to a football game. There aren't that many of them. They matter so much. Uh, for basketball, certainly, when you get into the postseason, it feels a lot more intense. Hockey, I think it's hard to play at half speed. Baseball feels like the rhythm of the summer. And, man, I love when it's a great night, perfect weather just to go sit out. I'm surprised you haven't gone and checked out the new Yankee Stadium. I think I did uh, or, go maybe fifteen maybe 10
2: or 15 years ago. I have been to the new Yankee Stadium. And I did get to see when I was in high school, actually, I got taken to a World Series Yankees game. Well, that's not, pretty awesome. Which was pretty cool. So I do yes. remember that. The, that the, the
1: intensity elect- is, is is electric yeah, for the a electricity game like that. We need to, was- next time I'm up in New York, now that they've effectively ended all the mandates, or at least they're planning to by, what, March 7th, I think, and I'll be able to reenter the, the city without having to be able to be locked up in my hotel room. Um, we should go to a baseball game. I bet we got a bunch yeah. of fans out there uh, of the Yankees and or the Mets uh, to go to a game when the weather's good, chill, have some beers, just kick back.
2: I promised producer Mark, who works with me here in New York, that at some point I'd take him to an ice hockey game because he is an Islanders superfan. And I made yes. that promise on air right before the pandemic. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So he's he's a super superfan. He's going to kill me. He's a Rangers superfan, um, not Islanders. But uh, I think. I can't even remember now. But I told him I'd take him to an ice hockey game. So I got to go to an ice hockey. Oh, he's texting me right now. He goes, whoa, whoa, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Rangers. That's a big difference. Rangers fan.
1: Yes. It's so, a lot easier trip for you to Madison Square Garden for the Rangers, too, right? Than yeah. It would be the Isles have a new, uh, new arena, though, I think. They had an awful one for years and years out on Long Island, and they've got a brand new one now. I think so. Okay, congrats to all check the out, Isles check people. Out a but game.
2: some of these things I want to, to do. That we, Assuming
1: they're going to get it back up and running at some point.
2: You know, some of the things that you haven't been able to do. That I think I'm. At, you know, I might even go to some live concerts. Usually, I find them too loud. I'm one of those people that goes with the old uh, man ear pro. Yeah. yeah, old man style. But I might go to some concerts and do some things now that you know, even New York is opening, friends. So look, there's. The weather is warming for those of us who are up uh, in the Northeast and places that the Democrats have made very cold in a variety of contexts. So that's good news. So there's some good stuff going on there. We do have to jump into the latest on the situation in Ukraine, though. We'll update you on that, a deep dive into it, and more on the aftermath of the State of the Union or the Democrats' next moves? That's all coming up in Hour 2. Stick around.
1: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. <laughs> back.